mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting in Work, the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. Thank you for joining me. I'm John O'Peck, and this week's iTunes review of the week goes to J. Cruz Alavarez26. Sorry if I've messed up your name there, George. But he says, great and tight interview show. So take that, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, this is a really well-produced interview show with some really neat people. Show is paced well, kept really tight, and is focused. Thanks so much, George, and I uh, really appreciate those kind words. Make sure you check George out on Input over on the Irrational Passions Network. So this week, episode 58, if I didn't say that before, we're joined by Roger Picorni. You ever meet someone who is uh, so much younger than you and so much better than you? That's Roger. He's better than everyone. He's... <laughs> He's 19 years old, and he's known for his video essays that uh, he's had published several times as a freelancer for IGN.com, which is a huge achievement for anyone, let alone a 19-year-old. So I wanted to bring in Roger to talk about that, but also just how he's honed his skills so much as a video essayist in such a short amount of time. I mean, to us, it looks like he's probably just kind of come out of nowhere, but to build a skill like video editing takes many years of hard work. And that's what Roger's done all through his teenage years to the point that he's at a professional level already, despite not even being halfway through film school and with many amazing opportunities ahead of him still, I'm sure. If you're wondering what kind of videos we're talking about here, some of the ones I've seen that Roger even mentioned on this episode were his essay, Why Linkin Park is the U2 of this generation. And then there was one he did very recently about the nostalgic appeal of Stranger Things but also how it draws on those different inspirations to create something original. So he's getting a message across through the use of video, through the writing and script that he's reading out, but also the way that he edits these videos is so impressive with custom graphics and motion that just keeps your interest for the whole duration of these essays. So here's Roger to make all of us old folk feel even older. Enjoy the show. Thank you for joining me, Roger, uh, through all the snowstorms and everything you hear with me. Yeah, we're alive through the power of the internet. Oh, my gosh. It's cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit first off about you're 19 years old. And I want to know how the heck did you get so good at what you do? <laughs> well, I appreciate Like you that must have been video editing since you were like a fetus or something, right? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I had we had we had the whole premiere rig out in my mom. It was great. It was great. It was great. No, um, but first things first. Like, thank you for saying that. That that's super impressive because to me, nineteen is a failing old age, and I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> and I already feel like I'm like I, I talk to Alex all the time. Alex O'Neill, uh, who's on the show, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and um, him and every time I mention like my age or whatever, he's like, "Dude, I'm 25. I'm about to die. My life is over." And like I'm just like I I, I feel that I feel, like once I hit that hurdle of moving on from high school to college, I was like, "Yeah, I'm old and I'm already uh, irrelevant." Um, but it was just a lot of it was just a a lot of years of uh, working with um, with a kind of um, kind of figuring out my goals and my dreams um, as they came through. So the whole thing is is that I really love the internet as a tool because it was able for me at a very young age, um, whenever I have an idea for like uh, what I want to do uh, when I grow older, uh, I've, I was always able to 
Google it and be like, hey, what what does this entail? What do I have to do to actually do this? Uh, so I remember ever since I was in second grade, um, they would my teachers would ask, you know, what do you want to do when you grow older? And I always wanted to work in the video game industry. Uh, at first, it always starts off as you want to develop video games, you want to make them, because uh, that sounds like the best thing ever, you know, mm. being a play tester and things like that. Because uh, because you know those cra- I don't know if you had any of those commercials, but they, we had they had all these amazing terrible commercials um, in the states where it was like, do you want to play video games for? A living come down to this school so uh, I was very much influenced by that but as uh, as I grew older it kind of changed and evolved from becoming you know the goal of becoming Cliff Blazinski to becoming you know uh, eventually uh, wanting to talk about video games for a living once I started delving in, and, and putting my roots inside of uh, YouTube and realizing that that was uh, an actual job and an actual career that I can uh, for sure uh, tackle um, and I think that I, I was really blessed with uh, figuring that out and learning that um, at the age of I would say 14 I knew I wanted to be a video editor and work in in the video game industry yeah that's awesome um I mean I'm 30 years old so to you I may as well be your grandfather but (laughs) I uh I can relate to you a lot in some ways despite Mm -hmm. the I'm gonna call it a generational gap even though we're Mm -hmm. probably both technically millennials yeah Yeah. (laughs) hashtag millennials we're out out here for sure (laughs) but i I remember like getting into some video editing in high school a bit Mm -hmm. older than what you were but the resources available at the time were so limited like i was using uh windows movie maker and i was using if i was lucky i was using iMovie and i wanted my school to get a mac computer so that i could use iMovie yeah uh but they ended up ordering, I think it was um, Final Cut or something, which at the yeah. time, with no teacher to show me how to use it, I took one look at it and I was like, nah, <laughs> there's no way yeah. I'm using this. It's it's like, you know, another language, basically. So I, I never really got anywhere. And YouTube wasn't even a thing to learn how to use it that way. So is it something that you've had teachers and classes that have been able to give you these skills or is it that you have been self-taught through online resources? Yeah, I think that's a it's a big 50-50 right there. Uh, mm. So I think that I started off wanting to, well, I had this idea of being working in like hosting things and making just videos. So I would just tape a, you know, a phone to a tri- tripod, like literally tape my phone to my tripod because <laughs> that was the only thing that I had to hold up my phone. And I would just make these and I would like download whatever free video editing software I could find like that was a step above uh, Windows Movie Maker because I did start spend many years with Windows yeah. Movie Maker. I, I know the pain, um, yeah. but I, I would download like Wondershare or whatever. Um, but then I remember, I think it was 10th grade, I started taking this amazing class. Uh, it was a graphic design class, uh, digital design, actually. And um, uh, it started off with, um, it started off and we we're just learning like the very basics of Photoshop and things like that. But then we actually went into like what it means to actually like do photo manipulation and like change things. And like that was my basis for sure to go get into and, and, and enticed me to go and uh, start pursuing the Adobe Creative Cloud. Um, and I think that if you, I really believe that if you know like one of the one of the many programs, and uh, if, if you know it at least like baseline, you can learn all of the other ones. I think that it really sets Photoshop, especially set. It's a great um, example for uh, you to build your portfolio of work and knowledge. And I think that uh, Mr. Cortolano, shout out to him one time. He still texts me. I still lo- I love him to death. <laughs> he he he's really like pushed me to uh, become a better creator uh, throughout these years. And uh, yeah, he really inspired me and, and taught me a lot. Um, uh, in terms of Photoshop, but uh, even though I feel like that help, has helped me a ton in learning all the other uh, pieces of video editing and creation. Sure. 
So in terms of like the skills, I mentioned mm -hmm. that your videos are very impressive in that you, you clearly know what you're doing. You know how to tell a story using the format of video. H how did that come together? Because I mean, the, mm -hmm. the video editing that I've done is, is kind of more along like the kind of documentary and showing what the voiceover is speaking to or whatever. But with you, you're, you're writing a script and you're doing voiceovers and that kind of thing. But the graphics and everything kind of all play a part in telling the story and, and making it more interesting than just B-roll. It's not yeah. like like you're doing so much more. So is that something that you were influenced by videos you were watching online or is there a lot of, uh, you know, common practice with that? Yeah, I, I think that I, I was for sure influenced by all the videos that I was watching. I think that uh, a big influence for me was Nerdwriter. I actually learned about him uh, w during that um, graphic design class. Uh, we had a substitute for the first half of the year, um, and she she actually put up a Nerdwriter video about I forget which it was about some art or whatever some art. And and I was like really I was like really enthralled by this video because it wasn't just beat roll. I've seen so many videos of just you know uh, they call it video essays and they have just their voice and then just like a trailer that someone else cut and like they're so long that you can really be interested by that unless you have like a super unique and interesting voice and cadence um so i was i was and that really put me down a path to finding captain Kristen and all these other creators but i i kind of have realized once i start creating um these video essays it wasn't like i'm gonna copy their videos and the way that they do things it was more of like I need to figure out a way to keep people entertained because I know for sure if I'm not entertained by this, then no one else is going to be. Like if I'm making these things and I'm rewatching them and I'm like, this is already boring, then it's already going to be boring for everyone else. So I think that I, in a lot of ways, uh, over overcompensate for a lot of my uh, visuals. I kind of create a lot more visuals than I necessarily need to. I think it, it became a problem um, the first few videos. Um, I made a um, video about um, Arkham Origins and I think that it had like a lot of cuts and a lot of unnecessary sound effects. Uh, and I think that was for sure me overcompensating because I felt like I wasn't good at what I do in the, my script and I wasn't uh, necessarily uh, very settled on it. So I was like, okay, well, let me just kind of throw in a bunch of flashy effects. And I feel like I've kind of like moved away from that as time goes on. But I'm very much inspired by uh, people that are able to keep people's attention for nine plus minutes because I think that yeah. that's really that's really something that is hard nowadays. Like there was a great uh, college humor video about literally just like a four minute video of uh, uh, the guy that uh, the, uh, Adam knows everything. Just literally looking at the camera, he says, "I dare you to watch this video for four minutes." <laughs> just like <laughs> literally, you're here with me. Watch this video for four minutes. And I feel like that that my, me me and my dad talk about this a lot. Like you really need to kind of cut and have different effects just to keep people's attention so i don't know that's that's kind of my my philosophy behind that yeah that's really interesting it's it's crazy kind of just how much uh video has changed with the changing culture of the internet as well and i'm sure that mm -hmm. being so young you've it's so natural for you to grow up through those changes and and see the way that that's developed is that what you found as well yeah i, I think that i i've a lot of these things, like I've kind of had to realize and learn how to like vocalize them, because uh, people people ask, and my especially my parents and like friends are like, you know, why do you do this? Why do you do this? It's just a lot of it feels natural, like. But mm. I feel like that's just how it 
is with any generation, whenever you're creating something, uh, you learn from your contemporaries and you learn from people that you've grown up watching. Um, so I, I feel like I've, 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 the good thing about, you know, I've been going to college and things like, and, um, you know, taking classes and stuff. The good thing about that is that I've learned how to vocalize that. Like I've learned like a little bit of like w the things that I like subconsciously do and have learned and picked up from years of just watching shitty YouTube videos. I've, I've kind of learned that, um, you know, there's meaning behind it and there isn't just like, it isn't just a style that I'm copying or an idea that I've just kind of taken from someone else. Every essay that you've done that I've watched at least mm -hmm. involves a lot of writing and that's your voiceover that you're doing. But is there ever a part of you that's like, you know, obviously you have this skill for writing as well that you thought you could go into that avenue or is it just that video is where it's at and that's what you want to do? I, I think that, well, 100% when I first started this, I thought I was going to be a writer. Like I thought I was following the whole Greg Miller, uh, Colin, like, um, like footsteps, like just start writing and yada yada. As I've grown older, I've kind of fallen out of love with writing. I, I just I just don't find like the idea and like the actual sitting down of doing it um, as fun as sitting down and editing it. Um, anything. I think that like I for sure like have a love for one more than the other, and I do enjoy writing when it's like actually flowing and it's 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 coming out and like I'm having ideas and like we're working and we're bringing back old ideas. I think that's really fun, but like that only happens so far and so so many times. Like a lot of it is looking at a blank screen and like not knowing what to do, like and not knowing like literally just forcing your brain to be creative. And I feel like that's the part of the creative process that I hate the most is literally just waiting and hoping that it comes out and comes out the right way so I, I think that there is a, a part of me that likes likes writing and a part of me that enjoys it but I think that uh, sitting down and writing these video essays is as much writing as I want to do yeah. in, gen in general so but yeah yeah I think I for sure uh, thought about it in the past but I have fallen out of love with it okay and you talk about the process of, of editing this footage and I mm -hmm. mentioned that you've added a lot more than just b-roll but a lot of what you're uh, editing together is footage you've had to source from other places so how do you find that footage is it just finding places that you can get it and crediting it in the video that's basically makes up that process yeah I, I think a lot of it is I try not to I try to refrain from um uh, regular uh b-roll and like things like that just because I, I feel like it, it can get like very generic like a vi yeah, video it, like especially because they don't have specific looks and everything so uh I, I and you're tend talking to... about a specific topic as well yeah exactly right like and especially since of, like how I'm talking about how something uh Kanye West or whatever how that affects someone else like I don't really want someone walking like being angry walking down the street <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't necessarily uh convey it correctly but I I I end up like literally engulfing my entire life in a topic for a week or so uh like that's how i end up finding all the those videos and all these images like for example like uh for kanye west like that's one of my more recent videos and i literally all i did was listen to yeezus and all i did was look at the images and videos of kanye west like that that's i feel like that's kind of what you have to do especially when you're creating video essays you have to kind of find the videos and the images that aren't on the first or second or tenth page of google you have hmm. to kind of like 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 really like engulf Engulf yourself in this community and look at you know subreddits and look at you know forums and and try to find like the least used images and and ideas and kind of kind of like look at things in a different viewpoint like okay this is a video but also could this work as a transition like naturally could this like you have to really like 
really manipulate already created images and try to make it your own in a certain way. Um, so that's like always, that's, that's a part of everything that you can always get lost in. Like I, I I tend to spend hours upon hours just looking at images and downloading images that I'll never use, but I, I I always have it just as like a backup and finding visual ideas from that. So yeah, to answer your question, I feel like it it just, I, I spend a lot of time looking at images of Kanye West. That's my answer. (laughs) That's good. I mean, what, what, what else are you going to do anyway? Oh, exactly. I was going to look at images of Kanye West or Kendrick Lamar. Either one. Yeah. It's, there's only two. That's it. And so I know you're at film school. Is shooting video in itself something that you're interested in? And is that something it's probably harder to work into these kinds of essays? Yeah, that's that's for sure something that I actually was working on um, another thing. And what ended up becoming the Kanye West video, I was actually working on a series where I was trying to mix both like shooting video of my own and like into a video essay and that's for sure way harder uh you have to like really work on a style and make that work uh and and there's some other videos and some other uh content creators that try to mix some of those uh, co- uh concepts i know nerdwriter has done like a vlog style thing that hmm. also turns into a video essay but yeah it, it, i think that i've kind of learned or at least my point of view that i would much rather have a vo only based video essay uh, and then actually do something like more catered to the video portion of something if I were to shoot something. So I think that in my mind, at least right now, uh, they're kind of separated uh, in a lot of ways. And if I were to do like a video type thing, I would kind of want to focus on that exclusively. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Is that something that you're hoping to do one day? Those like the kind of, I guess, documentaries going that extra step from video essays to telling a story that way? Yeah, I think that I'm actually working on something right now, which, uh, depending on timing and things, might be happening in the next few months. But, um, yeah, I really want to kind of delve into a documentary type thing and not necessarily like I feel like I don't know. I feel like when you say documentary, like everything gets really serious and like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. a little bit like overly serious for a lot of people. I, I, I don't like that. I'm a very like. I don't know, like, I, I try and tend not to be too serious sometimes. So I think that if I were to go about that, I would kind of try to retain a little bit of the of the dumbness and, and the funniness that I, I try to keep in my personality. But yeah, I, I think that that's something that a route that I want to do for sure. Awesome. So let's talk about IGN. Yes. It's uh. you had a big, you had a big, really big, crazy smile there. You're like, you're about to tell me, a, ask me a crazy question. So how much are you getting paid, Roger? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to know, like for m- most people in your position, mm-hmm. IGN would probably be, I'm guessing like the pinnacle of where they could eventually work one day where they could eventually have their work published. Yeah. And you managed to do that at 19 or 18. I don't know at the time. <laughs> That's uh, pretty crazy to me, and I imagine it was probably pretty crazy to you too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I remember um, <laughs> when, oh my God, I, I still remember to this day when um, when the conversations were happening, I remember telling my girlfriend at the time, uh, and I was like crying. Like, I was like, this is this is the moment. Like, this is like, I, I've literally been working towards this exact moment since I was 14 years old. Uh, and even though it's a freelancer gig and like, it was still like IGN. I could put that on my Twitter handle, like my mm-hmm. Twitter bio. Like that was yeah. such a moment that I was, I've been legitimately thinking about and having dreams of since I was in high school and before I was even. And um, yeah, so it, it, it just, it for sure blew my mind, that entire experience. And uh, it's, it was a dream come true. Yeah. So how did that come together? It came together uh, starting with kind of funny live three weekend. 
um, around then uh, when we had the tour of the offices and everything. I ended up meeting uh, Darren, um, and him and I talked about a lot of things. And uh, he, uh, I mentioned that I did uh, video essays, and he you know, jokingly said, you should make a video about how Linkin Park is this generation's U2. And then I said, well, okay, sure, and I'll make it I'll make it for you next week. And I worked on a video literally knowing nothing about U2 and Lincoln Park. I spent a whole <laughs> a whole week or two weeks uh, just literally thinking and listening to U2 and Lincoln Park and uh, writing and making this video essay for him. And I, um, a few people saw it. I, I think it's actually public on my YouTube channel now. But, um, yeah, he really loved it. And then uh, a few months later, he ended up messaging me and saying that they wanted to make a series of video essays and kind of test it out, test the waters and yeah that's, that's that's pretty much the history of all that it started from a video about lincoln park and you too that's awesome yeah and it's a great video too i have seen Thank that you. one yeah i appreciate that <laughs> so it was really not through mutual contacts or anything like that was it just that you walked up to darren and had that conversation that you went out there and, and made it happen mutual comp- contacts for sure uh sean uh sean pitts for uh yeah. was the one that uh connected that those two connections for me also sean helped me out so much in my career before he even worked at ign uh, i remember 2014 2015 he got me a pass to comic-con and we went to comic-con together and that was the first ever thing that i've ever done with anyone um like outside of my house and like met people in the industry like that was that was like my first step towards becoming a creator on youtube to like mm. trying to expand and actually see if this is a real thing that i can do um so i owe sean so much in my career just in general and um yeah he made that he made that first connection which i i, I owe him so much for shout out to sean shout out to sean one time yeah okay so from ign where do you go because you know you've had a, f- a few things happen with them and that's obviously on your resume now, or it's on your Twitter bio, which I, <laughs> I guess is, is like a resume these days. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, better, that... it's better than a resume, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I could put jokes on it. Yeah. So do you take that and, and use that to kind of try and push it out to, I don't know, AV Club and all these different kinds of websites that might have a similar interest? Yeah, I think that the future from here is uh, continuing creating uh, my own content and then also uh, working with other companies and uh, seeing what I can do to help them out uh, in terms of whether that's a video essay, whether that's me chopping up something else for them. Uh, I think that's just going to be this year and the next uh, few months. I have some interesting things going on like uh, that I'm either either they won't work out they will work out but either way they're I think they're a step in the right direction uh, I think if you're if if these opportunities are happening even if they do fall through like that's a sense of like that I'm going in the right direction uh, and it is basically just me helping out other creators and other websites uh, creating uh, video essays and finding their own style and finding out what they need to do next uh, so yeah I think that's for sure the future of where I go from here uh, past IGN I guess yeah that's cool and uh i i think that getting something published on ign at at 19 is uh something that some people will look at and go oh that's a a pretty good way to start but for you (laughs) i'm guessing there's been a long history of you working and refining these skills and like were you getting videos published in other places in the build-up to this or was this your first attempt to push it out beyond just your own personal brand uh, yeah, so at the the whole start of this, the reason why that whole Sean Pitts thing happened in, in New York Comic Con was because I think it was whenever Kind of Funny first started, I think it was 2015, 2014, around there, mm-hmm. when they all left, I made a really bad podcast. I used to have a podcast, uh, which I guess is still on, but uh, bonus points. Uh, I work with, um, with Caleb and, you know, him and I have been really busy lately, but... Um, 
so we met, we made a podcast about how you know Greg left and all of them left to make kind of funny and form that full time, and then uh, Greg ended up seeing that video and for some reason completely latched onto me like like was talking about me on podcasts and be like this guy is so good yada yada and I look back at that video and I hate it and I think I'm the worst and I can't believe I really don't understand why this man like thought I was amazing at what I was doing because I don't, I don't think I was even remotely good but he did and you were like 16 at the time or something yeah like. I was like 15 15 something like that yeah I don't think I was even 16 and he was like talking all this big game and saying how great it was and I would will forever be in, in Greg's debt for that um, because that that I think was the moment where I was like yeah okay well now I need to do something about it now like he thinks I'm good well I need to feel like I'm good at my own thing so I think that that was like kind of the the start of everything and but in terms of like pushing it out to different uh, companies to answer your question I, I I think that IGN if I'm uh, you know, thinking back correctly, was the first place that like I've really done that before. I've done freelancing for other companies, and you know, but like that's like with side gigs on Upwork or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but this is like the first like real like Roger Roger former like created video essay or or thing to another website. So yeah, I, I but it, this has been like definitely a, a long journey. I feel like usually when I talk about this stuff, I kind of condense it down to the last like year. But yeah, this has been like a long, drawn out, disturbing journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for the people that want to know how you got to this point, mm-hmm. what would you say has been the most challenging part along the way or the hardest part? I think it's it's accepting that creativity and these things are like they come and go. Like I, I've really kind of felt in the last year, I mean, to be completely honest, like in the last I think it was October around there, uh ended up breaking up with my girlfriend at the time. And like during that time it was like a moment of okay well i need to work i need to get my mind off this and then i realized that it's like directly create like uh, associated with creativity and like if my creative juices are low and like suffering then i feel like i'm not really making the best things and like it's like this kind of weird yin and yang situation where i i feel like i have to be i can't overwork myself because of my creative creativeness kind of like suffers from it because I feel burnt out I feel like that's been the worst part of all this is kind of balancing and kind of uh, trying to figure out what I need to do to consistently work but then also consistently put out like different and unique things and that's something that has been a a really hard balance for me since I was 14 like that's always been I I always sit down in my front of my computer I'm like I'm gonna work today and I'm like okay (laughs) well I need to come up with an idea I need to (laughs) write a script I need to do all this and like it, it, it becomes it becomes a, a process that that usually st- spreads out between uh longer than i i would like sometimes yeah i mean just from what you've said there a video essay is something that has multiple steps you've got the coming up with the idea the scripting yeah. the finding the footage and then finally doing your voiceover and editing so <laughs> it's not a, sh- a short process how many hours of work would you say goes into the average video i, I imagine huh. that it varies a lot but yeah. if you had to put a number on it uh, if I were to have to guess, I would say like uh, 70, 80, 80 hours around there. Yeah, wow. some, something crazy <laughs> like that. Yeah, and, and I honestly, I, I for sure done videos that are longer than that, but I would say like that's the latest video I probably put in around there. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work because I mean, my favorite thing is when I, I start editing these videos, I always do like the VO and stuff and I do all that. I spend like a day on that. I'm like, okay, I, I worked all day on this video. Now it's time for me to start the video process. <laughs> like I literally start an entire day of me just doing voiceover and then I'm like, okay, now it's time for the video part it's it's tough like it really gets like it's tough looking at the same literally the same after effect composition that is 
at most 15 seconds long and I've been working on it for maybe a good four hours. So like it, it really gets tedious and that's why I feel like, you know, a website like or a group of people like OK Beast, right? Like they're able to put out a lot because they split out uh, the work between a, like three different people. They also have different ideas and they're able to work together and like and they also uh, don't have as, as heavy motion graphics. So like it's mm-hmm. easier for them to like work the uh, work on video essays and make great stuff in a shorter period of time. But since it's like all me and it's all by myself and like I have to just work on this 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 same video for days upon weeks, like it becomes like a, a question of how fast am I going to burn out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like depending on like splitting it up, and I think that's kind of where I want to go. Like if I if I want to continue working and and creating stuff in this field, which I totally do, I, I really want to create with like a team and like work on splitting ideas between different people because I feel like that's how you stay sane. And I feel like, like that's, this is, this is not the way to stay sane working in my room by myself. I think that in the future, I for sure want to work with a team and a group of people to kind of bounce ideas off of hundred percent. Sure. And I think because it's just you at the moment, it means you can put that amount of time in. But if you were working for a company or with a group of people, you'd have to look at, okay, we've got a deadline here. Yeah. I can't spend 60 hours. I have to do it in 12 hours, or, yeah. you know, which means putting half as much time into the graphics or whatever it might be. So is that something where you could see yourself eventually not only having a, a quality video, but something that you're able to turn around a lot quicker? Yeah, and actually, uh, for that's actually really topical in the last video, uh, my Stranger Things video, I kind of put it, I, I had a conversation with someone, and we were talking about, you know, how long it takes me to make a video and everything, and uh, then they were like, you know, could you make one in a week? And I was, th- I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't think I've ever, like, forced myself to do that. Like, I, I don't think I've been crazy enough to sit down, because, you know, I, I had time, I, I'm able to draw things out a little bit longer. So I was like, you know what, let me try to do that. So for my latest video, my Stranger Things video, I kind of literally sat down and I worked on it from inception to upload in a week. And I for sure had to make different... Um, concessions and i didn't have to do as much uh, motion graphics but i feel like the end result is still a net positive and i really like the video a lot so i think that in the future 100 percent, i'm gonna i'm going to uh you know kind of work and kind of balance that uh weekly content um and try to make something that is uh doesn't kill me <laughs> that's cool <laughs> that was a great video too i watched it uh, just a few days thank ago. you so much yeah. i really appreciate that nostalgia hey yeah yeah nostalgia. nostalgic for a time that you did not know <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's literally my life so I, yeah. I feel like i have to like everyone's like talking about zelda and stuff like that. i'm like yeah but like i played all these games in like 2008 so like i i can't <laughs> like I, I can't really talk about a time when you know i had uh snes cartridges or anything yeah. like that yeah so i don't know it's interesting it's funny. So, Roger, what would be your advice to anyone who wants to not only, I guess, develop their video editing skills to mm-hmm. the you know level that, that you've got yours at at the moment, but also to get their content out there? I would say uh, in terms of, well, I think the first part is uh, learning and, and growing in terms of like learning your, your process and premiere and just creation in general. I think that if you can try to get the Adobe Creative Cloud, but if you can't, then just literally use any pro- any free video editor ever and just chop up really bad videos. And even if you think that they're, you know, they're worst thing ever and you're they're terrible, like you just have to be 
persistent and get to a point where you make a video that isn't the worst thing ever and then like try to strive for 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 the best and i think that it's it's a long process and i feel like a lot of people in terms of with with any skill like you get you you start off and if you're not the best you stop it and you move on that's why everyone has a guitar and no one knows how to play it everyone everyone <laughs> everyone like i have a bass and i was like i'm gonna be the best bass player ever and i start playing and i'm like i'm not as good as scott pilgrim so i have to stop this <laughs> so like I, it, it's a, it's for sure a long and tedious process um and i think that if you really want to learn it in a short period of time um you just have to schedule yourself out and learn from youtube videos youtube videos are the best place to learn uh there's so many great uh practical uh, places to learn, especially that say like, okay, learn this ex- effect, and then all you have to do is just follow that person and learn the effect as they go on. Um, I think that's the best, the most practical way to learn. Um, and in terms of putting your content and putting it out, I think that uh, you should really be learning from the videos that you already know and you love, and really taking the parts that make them popular, make uh, and really borrowing them and and kind of molding it into your own style. Because I really believe, and there was a part in that Stranger Things video which I actually cut out um, from Mark Ronson. Uh, he had a great TED talk where he talks about uh, taking things and taking things from different people and sampling, basically like sampling in music, um, and how he doesn't feel like anything's necessarily original. Everything is twisted and turned to make something quote unquote original and molded. Mm -hmm. So I think that you always start off as copying your favorite people. Everyone starts off like that. And then you will eventually grow to taking the best parts of everything that you know, that makes you, you as a content creator, uh, content um, consumer and making it and charging it into something original and something special for you as a content creator. Um, so yeah, I think that it's just it's just a very long and drawn out process. But if you are willing to stick with it, it is the most, and I I really can't understate this. It is the most satisfying feeling uploading a video that you have spent hundreds of hours working on and having it be um, successful and people like it. Uh, so I think that if you're interested in video and creation, I think that you can't be a video, uh, especially in like film school. I see all these people that are just like, I only create videos and I only hold the camera and, only, uh, I, and I, I'm a video only director. I feel like you should really be learning video editing too and, and learning and growing with the craft because I think it's very versatile. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my rant. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, versatility is the key really yeah, in any, any field. Like, you know, in my background as a journalist, if you yeah. only wanted to write about politics, then you weren't much used to a newspaper that needs you to cover everything. And if you're hosting for a website, then you're not much used to a company that needs you to host, but also write reviews and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's got a, it, in terms of employability, definitely. I agree that uh, versatility is definitely the key. So Roger, last question. If yes. you could do anything and know you wouldn't fail, what would you be doing? Ooh, this is an easy question. I've been saying this for years. I would be uh, a hip hop artist. I, <laughs> if I knew I couldn't fail at this, I, I've, I've, I've literally said to anyone that would listen that if I could just be really good at everything and I will lose all my ability to video edit, to make videos, to even know how to do any of this, I would just be really great rapper. I feel like that's such yeah. a great, uh, just in terms of like being a great, I think it's also like it would boost my level of writing and everything. Because I think if you can just really write some interesting <laughs> wordplay and you can have some and if you can express your emotions in a in a way that people can turn up to, I think that is the greatest skill ever. And I feel like uh, I I would be a great rock star and a, no, sorry, a great rap star, Def Jam rap star, yeah. which is the best video game of all time. So that's my thing. Okay. Yes. 
I think Blessing said the same thing when I interviewed him. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm glad that Blessing and I are on the same page about this because we because yeah. so it would be a good so rap duo. That's yeah. I can just see it. Rog former V Bless <laughs> Junior, whatever it is. <laughs> Bless Junior, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of your video, where would be the direction you would ideally take that? Like, would it be working for somewhere like IGN full time and just cranking out essays? Yeah, I, I think that um, not necessarily cranking out essays because I feel like I'm already, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm being real, like I think that video essays uh, for me at least have been, I think I need to do something different. Not necessarily leaving video essays, but I, I really can't be pumping out video essays every week because I would die. Uh, so I feel like yeah. I would I would for sure want to work for another company, uh, maybe do something uh, different, maybe working um, on, on SEO, maybe working on, um, you know, uploading or making or just regular editing, just being a, a editor for a website. Um, I think that I for sure want to work with a team and I want to grow with another company um, and kind of see how that takes me um, in my career. And you know, uh, just for the for the time being, I, I for sure want to uh, work with a team and work with something bigger than just my room in Long Island. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I can see it happening. I'm fully expecting that to happen, Roger. Thank you so much. Man. I hope that uh, this podcast can be the origin story for whenever that day comes. Hundred percent, hundred percent, my dude. Thanks for joining me. It's been awesome. Oh, thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you for listening. That was Roger Picorni. You can catch him all over Twitter at RogForma. That's R-O-G-F-O-R-M-E-R. Check out his website, RogForma.com, because you really need to see these video essays to believe how good they are. If you want to support the show by picking up some of my sweet merch or leaving an iTunes review, you can do all that from 8bit.net slash P-I-W. That's A-T-E-B-I-T. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the rest of the awesome content from the 8-Bit Podcast Collective. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work.